Let's go. This is your radio. Your station. This is your man, Flo Rida. Hey, what's happening? You see the home applies, man. Hey, yo, what's poppin', man? It's your boy, Bow Easy, man. Check it out. Wait a Hey, what's happening? You already know, man. You rocking with the best right now. This is the home of flies, man. You already know I got to do it with the home team, man. He's the best of the best of the best. I'm addicted to this. He has a wonderful voice. Be listening to Off the Bits with Ben. All right, guys, up next, we have uh, Dr. Trey Curry. He's here to talk about our HBCUs in danger. That's our talk of the town. It's coming right now. All right, right here we got, I'm not sure who we got, because I, I, I mean, Dr. Trey Curry, is that you? Yeah, I brother, can't, can't, that's me, man. What's going on? With, are you in a cave somewhere? What, why you got on all the masks and the guards, man? Bro, we got Corona out here. You just had the security person on there. I'm trying to protect myself against these computer viruses. They carry viruses too. So, you know, I'm just trying to stay safe. I, I don't think no, you I'm need a mask right. for your computer, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you you hey, look like you're in the back cave, man. I mean, too, brother. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So, so before I get started, I, I, I want to make sure that people understand this segment right now, Talking to Town today, is brought to you in part by Power of Knowledge and Community LLC. True power is where knowledge in, intersects with the strength of community. Now, you seem to think HBCUs are in danger. Tell us why. In danger. In danger. That's. I'm not an alarmist. So I don't like to use the word in danger. We are in a little bit of deep water right now. Um, and that's why um, this whole initiative that I got going right now with, um, I see you got the shirt on. You did receive it. Um, but right I now, do have a shirt on, on, man. I, I want to show the people my shirt. Look yeah, at my yes, shirt. Sir. Yes, sir. Show the, show come people, on home, show the people. Show the people. Just come home. All right. So just come home, man. That's that's the initiative right now. And very simply, we just need, we need, we need black students to come back to HBCUs. If you don't know what an HBCU is, a historically black co- college or university. Um, okay. These are the schools that were created for us years ago uh, when we could not attend anyone else's school. We couldn't get any higher education. So these schools were created for us. And obviously that was the only place that we could go um, along the line somewhere. You know, we, we fell off the fence a little bit. Well, we got on the fence, I should say. And we, we started to matriculate to other schools. So just come home is we all of those current and potential HBCU students or college students in general, we need you to consider coming to, not even consider, we just need you to do it. Get off the fence and come over to HBCUs. Now, yes, HBCUs are in a little bit of danger. Um, we, I can tell you two perspectives on this and two perspectives on why we need college students to come back to HBCUs. There's the enrollment aspect and that aspect is why we are in danger. And then also there is the, the, the sporting aspect. We'll get to that first, but let's just, let me give you some numbers so that I can, you can have a point of reference of what I'm talking about. Um, okay. Right now in the U S there are about 40, there are about 4,300 colleges and universities. That's in the entire U S um, of those 101 are HBCUs. That's 101 HBCUs. So to be classified as an HBCU, you had to be formulated, you had to be formed or established 
prior to, I think it's 1964. So obviously we're not getting any more HBCUs that will be coming along right now. So the 101 that we had, it used to be 106 and 107 and many more before that. Obviously you have a rate of attrition, but 101, that's less than 3% of the entire makeup of colleges and universities in, in the US. And those are colleges and universities where you can get a four year degree. Now, as of 2019, there were about um, 20 million students in college in the U.S. total, right? Of that 20 million, about 13% of those were black students. Now, this is just all schools and all universities. So about 13% of the college enrollment in the U.S. are black students. Now, as of 2015, um, the enrollment of the black students at HBCUs out of all the students in the country was about eight and a half percent. So let me let me further frame that for you. In 1980, there were about 17 percent of black students that were in HBCUs. In 2015, they're about eight and a half percent. So we have drastically cut it in half by the number of black students that are coming to HBCUs. Now, I understand there are a lot of different factors that factor into why people think or don't think that they should go to HBCUs. But the, the point of the matter is we, we are we are hurting, you know what I mean, as far as enrollment. Some are doing a lot better than others, but of that 101, I would say more than 50% of them are, are truly, truly hurting. And now that you throw COVID on top of this, that has hurt us even further, even more so than our brother and sister institutions, the PWIs or predominantly white institutions. We heard them way more. Um, and that's just because we just didn't have the numbers to begin with to sustain us. So a lot of them are going through a lot of economic and financial turmoil right now. So that's the danger part. The the, the misinformed part is is what is one of the big things. That's That's when it comes to the economic side of going to HBCUs, um, namely the sporting aspect. Now, I hate to talk about sports when you talk about academia, but the, when you get into the NCAA and into the US, you can't extract those two. Um, the, we are in America um, and the NCAA is just like any other business. It is a business and they are in the business of entertainment. They're in the business of sporting entertainment. But let's understand the power that we wield in the NCAA and in the U.S. And the power as in we as in our black athletes. Um, I'll give you a number that in in the fall, no, not in, in 2015, the black male population of, of schools. And, you know, are you familiar with the Power Five conferences in, in the NCAA sports? I am familiar with Power Five. Yep. You familiar with the Power Five, the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, Absolutely. the Big Twelve, and all of those? So out of that Power Five, two point four percent of the black students, black male students at these schools, is two point four percent of the whole entire population. Now, the two dominant sports we make up fifty five and fifty six percent of football and basketball, and those are the two big money makers in in the NCAA and at these schools. Fifty five percent, two point four percent of the population. 55 and 56 percent of the athletic population that means they are strategically recruiting our students not for academic purposes but for athletic purposes and it is really just what can i make off of you and so if you start looking at the numbers i mean the ncaa is a billion dollar business um 
And so we're getting all of our better, more of our better athletes that are promoting and supporting these schools and institutions. Um, and it's just making these schools and, and keeping these schools as brand name schools. When you think right. about football, you think about an Ohio State, a USC, um, you know, you think and now you think about Clemson and Alabama and, and those schools. And it's largely because the black athletes are the ones that have propelled those schools to prominence. And the the financial uh, disparity between HBCUs and these schools is, I mean, we can get into the numbers, brother, but it's uh, it's staggering. Check this out. We got a great show coming your way today. Hey, everybody, get it out. Are we ready? Woo! He's a wonderful voice. He's the best of the best of the best. I love you. Online now. You're locked into all the bins with Vince. Don't go anywhere. Now, how, how staggering are we talking about? How staggering? Okay. Let me see. Let me give you let me let me give you some of the examples that would okay. All right. Alabama, since I mentioned them, right? So Alabama, um, not even Alabama. Those Division One schools or those Power Five schools that I named, so about thirty of those thirty of those schools, they net a, a profit or a revenue of over a hundred million dollars a year in sports, and that's the main two are football and basketball, over one hundred million dollars. Now, in twenty seventeen or eighteen, I believe the 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 HBCU that had the largest revenue of all the HBCUs was Prairie View a- A&M. And their revenue was a staggering about $18 million. So $100 million, $18 million. That is That was our highest revenue grossing institution. Um, then if you break it down further, you start talking about uh, a school like Alabama that netted that same year when uh, Prairie View had $18 million, Alabama had $174 million in revenue. So it is, and again, it is all off of the black athletes. These black athletes are making names out of these schools. Uh, I'm a graduate of Florida a and University, which is in Tallahassee, an HBCU. Rattler Nation, directly stand up. Rattler Nation, Rattler Nation. Yeah, yeah, everybody stand up. So directly across the street is Florida State University, right? Now uh-huh. you're familiar with Florida State University, right? Oh, you know, they were a big football program. Yes. Yeah, they were a big football program back in the 90s and all that, um, in the Bobby Bowden era. Now, prior to them establishing a football program, Florida State, basically, if you look at Bobby Bowden came in 1976, Florida State, I think they had around 20,000 students. Um, By the time he finished his tenure, their population doubled to 40,000 students. Um, that same amount of time directly across the street, my school fam year, our population went up probably about 10, 15%. You understand what I'm saying? So there's double twofold. And it was largely because they became a brand name in the football arena. Okay. Uh, when Bobby Bowden started there, I think his salary was about $37,000. By the time he finished, his salary was over $2 million. And that was in 2006. And you compare that to, say, a Nick Saban at Alabama who's making five, seven million dollars a year. All of it is built. All of that income and that wealth is built off of black athletes attending those universities. So just think about this. If you woke up, if we woke up next week and 
50% of the top 100 athletes in basketball or football, take your pick, decided they were going to go to HBCUs, the NCAA would turn upside down overnight. And that's because all of the economic prowess that these guys command has now shifted to an HBCU. So, 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 yeah, let that parents, roll around, let that roll around in your head. So, so, Dr. Kerr, parents who might be listening or watching right now, they're saying, Hey, my son has an opportunity, my daughter has an opportunity to go play at a Division I school, uh, full ride scholarship. What could you say to yep. them that would deter them and say, Hey, no, let me send my child to HBCU where they may not get the eyeballs? Because you let, let's be honest, a lot of these, uh, student athletes want to make it in the professional realm. They want to go to the NBA. They want to be like LeBron James, Kevin Durant. You know, they want to play in the NFL. They want to play major league baseball or major league sports. What is it that an HBCU can offer them that an Alabama or LSU or Clemson or any of the other big five schools uh, can't give them? Okay. Now let's compare the two. I mean, obviously, if you start saying what the institutions themselves can offer in the and when you say offer, that's basically the the facilities and the the exposure and all of that. Okay, yeah. If you compare those two things on the surface, you can say, yeah, well, I don't know how much we can offer you that compares to what you got over there. But here's where the the uh, the miseducation comes in. We the 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 money and the revenue that exists with these schools, the, the TV deals and all of that, that is not something that existed. And then the black athletes migrate to it. The black athletes came and it propelled this business aspect up to the levels that it is. So in short, what I am saying is the talent doesn't follow the money. Money follows the talent. So for any of these parents and athletes out there that think, if you are, let's take basketball, if you are a top five prospect, you're a top five prospect. It doesn't matter. If you, whatever school you go to, the day you have your national declaration of what school you're going to, it's going to be newsworthy. You're going to have people that will be there wanting to understand. Now, if you go to an HBCU, you think all of a sudden they're going to say, no, we're not going to follow that person. No, now you've generated an extra layer of social buzz around you like this guy i cannot recall his name um he's he's about seven feet tall i think he he was one of the top five prospects high school in the player yeah he i know exactly who you're talking about an, yeah go to an hbcu um he's commanding attention i think he uh is going to howard i believe yep. i could be mistaken going to i can look that up for you but yep. he's going to howard do you think he is not going to have press? Do you think he's not going to have coverage? And it's just him that's one of these top five uh, athletes. I just think if four other top five athletes and their families got together and, and were brave enough to say, you know what, let's start this trend. Let's send our kids to go and play with him. Now we got five top five, top ten players at one HBCU. Do you think they are not going to get media attention do you think they are not going to turn the ncaa march madness bracket upside down anytime a school anytime one of our hbcus in that in that basketball bracket have managed to beat one of these schools in state of first round it's mm -hmm. news you yeah. get five top players and now they're going to go much further they're going to command so the point i'm saying is that the 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 talent 
is going to draw the money. It's going to draw the attention. You, we just have to be brave enough to say, and we, as in our kids and our and and the parents of these kids, have to really sit down and say, "Let's do something significant." You understand? Rather than let me go, I know you're trying to go and make it to the NBA, but just because you go to an HBCU does not mean you won't make it to the NBA or to the NFL. Once you start commanding that that media, that's where it's going. So. I'm making the point and I'm telling anybody that's a parent or that's a student or prospective student athlete that is coming up, you if you are in that top ranking echelon, you command the the attention of the media to you. It's not the other way around. Make them follow you. Make them follow you is what Dr. Trey Curry is saying. Now, if people want to get involved with the Just Come Home movement, you want the, one of these shirts here. Okay, how can they get in touch with your organization if if they want to get uh, involved with this movement? Okay, my organization is Power of Knowledge and Community LLC. That's pkcllc.org. You can go there. The website will be live as soon as I hit this button after this uh, to be published and live. There's a um, there's a page on there specifically for this this initiative called Just Come Home. It's on there, you can order a shirt in your favorite HBCU colors, whether you are an HBCU grad or just a supporter of it. We're trying to get these shirts out there. We're trying to get this message out there. We're trying to get the social media. Uh, the pro, A lot of the, the percentage of the proceeds from these shirts are going directly to, to these HBCUs. They're going directly to try to fund... Um, because what my organization does is, is also create STEM programs in the sciences. We also try to create scholarships for these, these these students and these athletes. So we are we are trying to do everything that we can do in the black community to strengthen where we stand right now. So go to pkcllc.org, and it, it is on the Just Come Home tab. Order your shirt, get it in whatever your favorite colors, school colors, HBCU colors are, and, and help us spread this message out here because this is going to be a movement. This is going to be equivalent in the in the in the college world. This is going to be equivalent to the Black Lives Matter movement. It is the just come home movement. And it is going to change where HBCU stand. I'm I have a six-year-old son. My goal is by the time my son is going to college, that when you turn on the TV. You're going to see a Florida A&M University versus a Southern University rather than seeing what you're seeing right now as far as NCAA sports are concerned. Okay. Hey, well, thank you so much for coming on Off the Fence with Finch, man. Once again, uh, Pete, tell them again your website. P as in Papa, K as in Kilo, C as in Charlie, L as in Lima, L as in Lima, C as in Charlie, dot org, O-R-G. You're locked into Off the Fence with Finch. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening.